0: Start recording there, and turn down my fan a little bit, but only a little. Bam, Bo. Ugh. We have we have no formal intro for this currently. Um,
1: oh, uh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Quick, do like a little. Do like a little news zoom in okay the hello everybody welcome back to another exciting episode the first exciting episode of demonstrate the loop i am the co-host and barely even the co-host probably more of just of a of a a side um Mm. and this is drew's episode (laughs) this is drew the
0: loop um this is, uh, yeah, this is Demonstrate the Loop, a Magic the Gathering podcast, probably. That's its intention, anyway. Um, this is our first episode. We will be trying out a lot of things in the first couple, just trying to find the bearings. But, uh, as Daniel said, uh, I'll be leading us off with our first episode. This episode, as you probably were able to gleam if I titled it properly, is about the companion mechanic. And more specifically, how I view companion as being kind of not necessarily the future of the partner mechanic as from wizard's perspective but what i believe could be the best possible outcome for partner and partner like abilities for the commander format
1: um so you could you could call this episode if because we did a news style intro this time we did. so you would call it uh something along the lines of partner or, no, it'd be Companion, the new partner, find out. <laughs> like, something like that.
0: New mechanic introduced, comma, is
1: partner? So, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that a lot.
0: That's nice. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I don't know how hard we're going to end up being
1: on the newspaper thing, but... So far, pretty hard. Um, yeah, so far it's 100%, so I'd like to see anything else try to rear its ugly head and get I, squashed. I, I would room. like... Yes. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, this is more of a kind of an opinion thing. Um, I do want to uh, lay an argument here, kind of get a conversation started. We're obviously going to have the episode itself contain a bit of that. Um, but uh, definitely it's... Um, People who, uh, after kind of listening to it, um, if you have your own thoughts, um, what we argued well, contradictions, or if you have another opinion on it, uh, we'll have places for you to comment that because that's how um, shows or any kind of media does well on the internet as they get commented on, etc cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But the The top line, the top line argument I'm looking to make today, um, is around the companion mechanic and how I believe it fits into commander broadly and how it fits into partners specifically. So I think I think the first thing we got to do is just for people who may not be fully aware is kind of go over what companion is currently. Just go over the literal definition there. Um, yes. Currently. There are 10 cards with the companion mechanic that were released with the latest Ikoria set. Um, One of each hybrid two-color pair. Um, notably, one of them is banned in our format, that is Lutri the spellchaser. and one of them is functionally banned as, as companion Yorion by nature of their um, their requirement being impossible to meet in our format. Um, generally mm. speaking with companions, um, they will the companions to gain access to them, they are all regular creatures if they are just in the 99 of your deck. Um, but if you meet their companion requirement, they are able to start outside the game, in which case you effectively have access to them as an extra card from the start of the game. Um, for people's benefit, uh, I think we should probably just name, uh, kind of go over like an example. So, uh, as an example companion, we have Garuda Doom of Depths, um, Garuda Doom of Depths is four and then hybrid Demir, so four blue or black, blue or black. For a legendary creature team in Kraken, 6 6. Now, Garuda as a card. Uh, has an ETB and it is a battlefield effect that causes each player to mill the top four cards of their library. And then you will essentially reanimate any of those creatures that has an even converted mana cost directly onto the battlefield. Pretty powerful on its own, especially if you're already in a deck that's, you know, kind of um, running like memory plunder, um, running a lot of just kind of steel effects, a lot of like grave betrayals or anything similar to that. Um, But a a pretty powerful uh, card already in a deck that's already in that archetype, and also in an archetype that's not, you know, dominant or not everywhere, but a pretty, I think, I think theft of other decks' cards is a pretty like
1: established archetype in the format. That's that's played. It's a, it's a pretty yeah. decent archetype because yeah. in in Commander specifically, you will have four opponents, and all of them will probably be playing. Especially if you're going hard on the mill plan, mm-hmm. you will have three opponents. Let's say in a four-person game. Playing yeah. good cards, and yes. so your odds of being able to actually play the game by taking somebody else's good thing <laughs> uh, in, increases. Just you won't win, but you'll stay alive a little longer. Yes, and I think that's yeah. important. And, and another thing that a lot
0: of um, a lot of people in kind of the creator, the content creator community, and a lot of people just kind of in the commander community speak on. With these decks that are either about, you know, uh, taking control of other players' permanents or spells, taking other people, essentially playing other people's decks, is decks that are in that archetype, kind of scale well with different power levels. So a lot of people like to have at least one deck that has that kind of strategy in their rotation, because it's kind of a deck you can always play and have a good time with a table, because that deck's rarely going to be oppressive or pub stop or anything like that because it's dependent on like you said your opponent's playing good cards um now Garuda has another thing so again this is a this is a card and i feel like a lot of the companions are this way um this is a card that you would and probably could slot into just about any deck on its own. Maybe it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's six mana for a 6-6, six, six, but it also has a reanimation effect stapled onto it. You could probably say this would see play in most of decks, but it also has the companion uh, ability where as long as your starting deck contains only cards with even com- even converted mana costs, this will start outside the game, meaning that you kind of have it guaranteed some access to it every single game which i think definitely kicks it up a notch and like how powerful this is versus like like I, I think i already mentioned like memory plunder as an example um just i guess just for people who are uh listening to it and not
1: googling or something similar Ooh, memory I think, plunder i think i can do memory plunder Mem- memory yes. plunder is four demir mana so mm-hmm. uh, blue or black it is an instant and yep. then you may cast target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard without paying its mana cost.
0: Yes. Now that's a pretty bonkers card. You I love that them, card. Yeah, that card's amazing. So it's, you kind of see a similar effect there. It's also in the same colors. And so you kind of just wait out and you look at people's decks and this one, you would probably choose a specific player because um, of how the card is worded and you would have to, but yeah, it, it just <laughs> kind of takes a card out and you get immediate access to it. Gyruda, you don't get access to their entire graveyard. So it is a bit more narrow, but if you're playing in a, in a, I would say an average pod probably has at least one or two creature focused decks in it. And so you're able to kind of reanimate on that. Um, and it, it kind of goes up there. So that's the companion mechanic. Generally we, you find that, um, and I mean, if you just do a search on like, you know, scryfall or gatherer, um, or wherever you're, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you do a search for cards with companion, I mean, you'll find, I think, I, w- I would probably say that none of them, to me, jump out as being, like, bad. I don't think any of these cards, if you were to remove the companion text from them, are bad cards. But definitely the ability to start the game with one is what makes them get really any attention at all. Um,
1: is there anything further uh, I think we can yes. for, say um, about companion For Commander specifically, <laughs> yeah. it, is, um, it is the only format that people are not pretty furious that companion exists
0: yes and I, I think that's actually probably a good thing to also mention here um at the time that we record this episode um so one companion is banned in commander um and i think it's specifically like as uh well i none of the bands are banned as companion so i don't know if that's actually relevant but yeah one yeah, is banned no, in Lut- commander
1: Lutri is banned Lutri the
0: spell chaser
1: yeah he's he's banned uh, Yorion cannot be used as a companion. Yeah,
0: Yorion literally doesn't function. Um uh, if you if you're curious on those, um if you go to the Commander Rules Committee site, they have a full write-up on why Lutri is banned. Um Yorion, um, with I'm not gonna go into the entire card, but essentially Yorion's companion requirement needs you to have twenty cards more than the starting, more than sixty, or twenty cards more than the deck minimum, but in commander deck size and the number of cards in a deck is a fixed part of the format that you cannot change and that doesn't change because you want to run Yurion. so those two don't function and recently i believe it was i could it would because of the status of the show i should have the actual information um recently there were actually bans around two other uh, companions um, with Luris of the Dream Den recently getting banned in both Legacy and Vintage, and Zerda getting a ban from Legacy. Notably, mm-hmm. notably Luris getting banned because what it had already done to those formats, and Zerda getting banned because of what it could do to those formats, <laughs> which uh, which is in the in the right up there, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, with the perspective of, I think, in, in part of the write-up, uh, I'm not going to quote them directly because I'm not looking at the write-up here. But I believe it was in the absence of Luris, they believed that Zerda would just immediately fill an equally abusable role in those formats. But we have now, of the ten that exist as we are recording it, and I'll, I'll note that Ikoria, the set that all of these are from, got released in paper 7 days ago <laughs> like mm-hmm. like literally yes. just got released in paper we now have across all formats three of these cards are actually banned And one of them doesn't function, but I don't think Urian's in the same kind of category as being like, oh, this is abusable. But but three of them have already been, so 30% of these have been banned. Um, Notable voices in the community. I know um, Saffron Olive over at MTG Goldfish also did a video uh, write-up essentially laying out the case for Companion being the single worst mechanic in the history of the game. So... I feel like suffice it to say the opinions are pretty strong about companion in general for constructed tournament magic. Um, And I think just to make sure that we cover all the bases here, Lutri also was an unprecedented event when it hit commander by nature of being banned before seeing release. Um, Lutri, the spell chaser got banned prior to being released in any capacity in any client and playable in any form. Um, Uh. (laughs) Like, unless you li- unless you play some weird format of magic where you take cards as they're spoiled and write them onto index cards or paper and then play with your own things any other form of magic that you can play Lutri was banned as commander uh before that happened
1: so let all me, of them let me tell you something yeah. that's interesting is mm-hmm. that and I actually um, just, just as an aside, because I yeah. don't know, you know, because of everything going on, I don't know how many people have gotten to go to like an LGS and, yeah. and draft this set. Yeah, but this set is super fun to draft. Companion is ton. super enjoyable and limited. Mm-hmm. I, I love Companion when it is like only meshing with the, its own set. Yeah. Um, it's really, really fun to try to take like Your mishmash of cards and be like Oh, okay, I'm, I'm throwing this I, Like my draft packs I'm picking just mm-hmm. anything with an even Mana cost, these aren't Should? good yeah. And I have better cards, but I want To try out Companion, and it is a Blast, but that being said mm-hmm. When the start of your set On release The first thing banned is in One of the most casual formats And then yep. you work your way up From there <laughs> There's pretty immediate... bad yeah. not not great when you say hey this is the fun new set um mm-hmm. you know this you know the the format that's only for fun that <laughs> we're banning a card in there now yeah in the for fun format and then that should be good oh yeah, but also every other format In and, and this standard yeah I it's think so, modern. F- so far none have hit standard
0: um, but yeah, it's it's Lur- Luris has been banned in what I what I perceive. Um, I don't play these formats. I've watched a good bit of them. I don't play them. But um, Luris has been banned to what I would probably argue are two of the highest power level formats: Legacy and Vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, I think those are highest power level by nature of similar to Commander, having access to all of the cards. Um, and then Zerda having a ban in legacy, which again has access to all of the cards. So, uh, but but I think all of that, to, though, just to say that yeah, the the opinions around uh, companion as a format are pretty divisive. Now, I will say regarding Lutri, Lutri's Lutri and Commander, and regarding Commander in general, because that's kind of where the where the discussion is centered, um, is Lutri was an unprecedented event. While also being for the for most of the discussions I saw online, um, I know um, Josh and Jimmy at the Command Zone, um, Commanders' Quarters, Talarian, Goldfish as well. Pretty much every major content creator in the Magic space basically would mentioned kind of in the same breath of it being unprecedented, while also agreeing with the decision in specific um and that's also most of the discussion online around Lutri I've seen in commander as well. Um, by the nature of uh, Lutri the spell chases is cuz we're kind of talking about it and it as a single card I think is the most relevant um to our discussion. Um one hybrid is it hybrid is it so one blue or red blue or red for a 3 2 elemental otter with flash and when it enters the battlefield if you cast it you copy an instant or sorcery spell you control you may choose new targets for the copy notably and notable because this is what got it banned, is that the starting companion requirement for Lutri is that each of your non lane cards has a different name. Now, you may notice um, that that is just one of the things for commander that you have to do anyway. So essentially, for the commander format, this companion requirement is that you be that you, that you play the format you're already playing. And and that I think is kind of the sole reason based on if you look at Lutri the
1: Spellchaser and then look, you compare man, it. Yeah. I know that this isn't a popular opinion, but mm. in my um my Niv-Mizzet Perun uh, yep. persistent petitioner seven dwarves deck, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to run Lutri. You would not Doesn't have. Doesn't even seem fair. You know, in my Nickel Bolas
0: uh, Grix's Shadowborn Apostle, Relentless Rats Petit- Persistent Petitioners And Seven Dwarves deck I also can't run Lutri And I should so be there you go. It's not an auto-include th- Those are Bam. two decks Those are two, decks that are, those are two <laughs> decks that are running wild In the format that are not running Lutri all of the other yeah. decks with red or blue, though, are. And, and I, think, I think the other key thing to mention is you compare it to a similar card. A lot of, uh, In a lot of discussions around this, Dual Caster Mage got brought up. Dual Caster Mage is one red red for a 2-2 human wizard with flash. When it enters the battlefield, copy an instant or sorcery. You may choose new targets. Notably, every single line of text, except for the fact that Dual Caster Mage is not an elemental otter, is strictly better on Dual Caster Mage compared to Lutri. This is a strictly better card. This card is not banned at all. This card is not oppressive in the format. This card is not even a staple in the format really. And so you look the at Dualcaster Mage. Dualcaster right there? there are there are certain decks that it is, but it's not a staple of like its color at all. Whereas Lutri the big the big complaint was if you are in blue or red, you are running Lutri. It is a there is no opportunity cost, you're not giving up a card slot, you're just getting a free even if Lutri is a vanilla creature, Getting a free 101st three two creature with no other with no other deck building consideration, you just kind of do it. Um, that's the state of companion as it is now. There is one banned in our format, one unfunctional as a companion, and um, and all of them are otherwise legal in the ninety nine. Now, what I'm looking to argue today is specifically with the companion cards. In their companion role, I think all of the cards are generally pretty good. Um, in the ninety nine, obviously of a deck that fits their strategy, um, that. But I don't, I don't, I don't, think it's fair. I don't think it's a very interesting show topic to just go like, here's nine cards that are pretty good if you are already doing what they want you
1: to do. Um, I specifically want to <laughs> look at. Look I'm at down com- for that discussion. Like, which of the companions <laughs> makes the best? A commander and not necessarily companion. I'd be down. Oh, and not have, even, uh, I've yeah. literally not seen anybody talk about that.
0: Which ones do that? Um, but specifically, I'm looking at these through the guise of partner. Now, um, what I kind of want to go over here is I want to go over my argument in a kind of a, in a couple in a couple phases here. Um, the first thing is I want to I want to kind of go over the partner mechanic in general um, to kind of lay my case here. Um, partner. There's got uh, as an aside, there may be like a better way to kind of segue that argument. We've established what companion is. Ah, oh, I feel like I've got it. All right, Uh, Drew, when you're editing this, (laughs) cut back in right here. So um, now that we've gotten a pretty good, now that we have an understanding of companion as a mechanic and its current state, there's a lot of contention with it in other formats. Um I do want to kind of end off the discussion as we kind of segue the focus of this discussion back to Companion in Commander is why Companion was developed um now that we're kind of a week out from the paper release of the game and it's been out in digital for now kind of a while a few weeks at least um there have been a lot of design articles and there's actually been a lot of things published from the wizard's mothership about companion from its designer from the set from mark rosewater gavin verhey a lot of uh, the people who designed the game have now kind of spoken on it and it seems um, kind of one of the shared things is To give a little bit of Commander being um, what I think is statistically the most popular format, it has the largest player base, Um, give a little bit of what makes it unique and what attracts players to it to the other formats. Um, it seems that it hasn't gone over what I would call... It hasn't gone over great for those formats. But mm. I feel like there was a there was an instinct to kind of dismiss Companion as a mechanic in Commander out of hand. Because you look at what it does for the other formats and go like, well, we already have that by having the Commander. So, I want to I first kind of take a look at Partners in general. So, Partner as a mechanic was first introduced in commander 2016 Um, notably that was the first commander set that had four color partners in it at least four color legal partners prior to that i know that um, some casual play groups would run one of the four or one of the five nephilim from Mm -hmm. i think dissension the original ravnica set um, as quote-unquote unofficial commanders as they were the only four color creatures that existed um, but they none of those are legendary. So in this set, not only did they release um, a set of five four-color commanders covering every four-color option, they also released, I believe it was 15, um, 15 legendary creatures with partner. Um, I can check that. And it's showing me all of them. I'm going to say it's 15. So uh, notably, one of each allied color pair and two for the enemy color pairs um partner is a mechanic uh, to kind of go over it um so uh this is partner specifically it's the one that's on all of the creatures that just have flat partner but it's you are allowed to have two commanders if both have partner so if you were to take a bruised tarl, the one that is red white and if you were to take Kaidel, Chosen of Krufix, the one that is green-blue, you now have you now are able to play a deck that is basically every color but black with that. Now, partner, um, if you look at it statistically, um, and you're able to do this kind of looking at EDH rec for their four-color pairs, or really, you can actually do this for any, because they can also overlap in a color, but the the partners are kind of in the kind of in the middle ground to the lower end of overall popularity there are uh, there are a couple decks that run Thrasios and anything else that are at the top of CEDh or at least mm-hmm. were. We have yet to kind of see how the banning of flash has hit that format and change and if it's going to change any of those decks, any of the sushi Hulk decks. but there are there are a couple of very key combinations of them that are at the top end of the format. And then all of the other ones are just kind of seemingly random. Um, Now, what does Partner do? So, in addition to releasing kind of five four-color commanders when they did this, you look at Partner and what does Partner do for you as a player? If you wanted to build a four-color commander and they just released this set, and let's say they didn't release Partner at all, you now have, in any given color combination, a single option, which is better than what you had previously but not really great it kind of doesn't let you part of that commander ideology part of that kind of commander player feel is being able to kind of really express yourself through your deck overall in the your commander choice and things like that so yes. it it and it also kind of expands the design space of commanders because it's wizards that said this time and again designing four color cards is very difficult to do um as a player i definitely appreciate that i definitely appreciate that being the case like it's obvious it's the four color cards that do exist are very few and far between and of them like i feel like the ones that i personally feel like have the most success are like um uh, daniel you run one that's uh is it kenio centiro
1: of Meletus,
0: I believe. Oh, yeah, I
1: know. Kineos and Tiro, Meletus, and I also have Yidris. Yes,
0: and you have Yidris, Maelstrom Wanderer, or whatever his suffix is. Uh, it's, but not, like,
1: it's Maelstrom something. Maelstrom Wanderer is um, the Maelstrom Wanderer. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 Maelstrom <laughs> Wanderer is a Maelstrom Wanderer. But, like, it's, it's Kineos and Tiro,
0: specifically for me as a player, hit it really well because they are two characters, and so it's easy for me as a player to go, oh, okay. One of these is two of these colors. The other person on this same card is the other two of these colors. And so it's kind of easier for me to get into that headspace where I'm like, uh, compare that to Yidris. I kind of just accept that Yidris is four colors because Yidris is an insane ogre wizard. And I just kind of, but it's, I would, you could show me if you were to present me with Yidris as a, um. Uh, as a card I would accept it if you had any four colors on it because it's just kind of an insane mishmash of abilities um specifically though with partner commanders they kind of hit that same sweet spot that I personally really like about uh Kineos and Tiro where it's literally any two cards now kind of make up a singular quote-unquote commander that you can just kind of cast half at a time. and so they are they are easier to come up with creatively because you can just come up with any two color creatures and you pair them together and now you have a four color. That's a lot easier to kind of come up
1: with. But I feel I like I think that my of, favorite yeah. thing about Tinios, yes, and and or. Uh, Kinios and Tiro of life <laughs> Yeah, I just combine their names. Um, because I ship it. Um but um <laughs> I like, I think my favorite thing about them is that um, they are a four color commander that is represented by two people, um, mm-hmm. but they don't have partner. They don't have partner.
0: They're just two which people is, on one card. Which
1: is silly because they're yeah. partners. And <laughs> they, that's what they, really they, they, they they're They're partners. specifically a four color because they're two guys that are partners. But they don't but, have partner. But they're, they're not one like card. everything else. Every <laughs> other. It's, it's a weird thing, but, um, yeah. you know, I do like it. Yeah. I like it. it uh, and so, and so,
0: yeah. And so like with the first partner, um, there, there are pros and cons with it. Um, the pro though is like, um, like I pretty recently was building a Jeskai deck that just wanted to draw cards and have a big hand and I just needed those three colors, Um, I didn't find a specific Jeskai commander that really kind of nailed the sweet spot for me. But at the time, uh, I had built the deck before um, because the deck is currently running Brawlin and Shabraz from the new Ikoria set. Mm -hmm. Which they, as a commander pair, um, who have partner with, which we'll get into in just a moment, um, actually synergize really well with it. But prior to that, I kind of was able to just look at the list of partner commanders and kind of build deck first and finish the deck by choosing my commanders uh, at the time I had chosen a uh, crom ludovics opus and Bruce Tarl, borish herder and so there's this kind of build your own element that the partner mechanic allows you to play with where you are able to kind of build a commander deck and what I would argue is kind of the reverse of most people's experience of building a deck in commander, where instead of taking your commander first and building around it, you can kind of construct your deck, construct your strategy, and then find a commander to kind of just fit it to kind of tie everything together. And so they kind of allow you to express yourself through your deck building without tying it to a commander necessarily as a pro. Um, And then kind of what else, and then segue away from that, um, uh, to kind of cap off the the wrap-up on Partner 1, the first iteration of Partner is that I would say kind of there's some pros and cons with that mechanic that we saw. I would say the pros are that any given deck with the same two partners in it, is going to vary wildly from deck to deck, with the exception of Cedh, just because that that kind of um, subset of the format is just built around be- building the strongest decks possible. So, like any given Timna and Thrasios deck is going to look pretty similar, but that's because those players are also doing similar things. But if you were to say, if you were to pull from just the kind of casual part of the community, any given um, I'm going to say Vile Smasher and a line Lineslinger deck. Any given deck list is probably going to be wildly different, even though they have the same commanders. And that's really different, or that's really unique to the partner commanders when you compare, like, in that same color identity. If you were to get two different Alesha who smiles at death lists, those decks are, like, very similar. They're running a lot of the same cards in the 99 there in most cases. So there's a really high level of variance. And I think one of the things that draws me, and I imagine a lot of other players to the format is that you just see a lot of different decks in commander as a format. It's not like if you were to play modern or anything like that, where you're just always going to see kind of a lot of the, a lot of similar or samey competitive level decks because everyone's just trying to win. And so you see a lot of either same decks or same deck archetypes there. There's a high variance there. However, uh, one of the cons, which we haven't addressed on, we haven't touched on a ton, but it's just from the design perspective Every new partner card that you design, or that Wizards designs, gets exponentially more at a higher risk of becoming broken. So, the format's kind of already found the two that are just busted, which is to say Thrasios and any
1: of the other ones. Yeah, Um, it's really just they found found the one. (laughs) They found the one, yeah. And then you just kind of pick the next best one for what colors you're wanting to do
0: exactly and i think that's kind of the point there is they're worried about they're worried about introducing a second thrasios into the partner pool and to know that you're going to do that ahead of time requires you to test any given card design with already the 15 other ones and then with any other partners you're coming up with and so that just kind of it balloons the difficulty of making sure you're printing balanced cards into the format now you know like if wizards just you know Wants to power creep the game the hell out, then I bet
1: you we're going to see a ton more partners because then it won't matter. But
0: no, just kind of real the...
1: quick on that note, I'm yeah. because we are we are going to have a um, a uh, a commander draft set coming mm-hmm. out later this year. Yeah, with legends. Uh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honest opinion, do you think that we're going to be getting any? Because if it's going to be a draft set. Mm-hmm. Chances are, like if you're going to be able to kind of draft four colors, you need some kind of flexibility. You think? Do you think we're getting partners? Like either just reprints of the ones we have, or do you think that we might get a like a couple smatterings of some other ones?
0: I would. For do you me think they do it? For me personally, what I what I. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I hadn't actually even thought of that for Commander Legends, um, but what I would suspect, given that it is a draft set but focused on Commander, if I had to make the call now, and I think the only information that we know is that we've been revealed art for a Baron Sengir card, art for yes. a Jessica card, and I... and. I think that's actually it. I think we've just been Mm -hmm. shown art for Baron Singer and Jessica, but nothing about their mechanics or anything. Um, I would suspect, or at least, yeah, I would suspect out of commander legends, we get reprints of the current partners just to kind of meet the demand for reprints. And we get a conspiracy set like mechanic that allows you to add color identities or has effects on your commander
1: choice during the draft portion of the During match. the draft portion of the game? Okay. Yeah. That's kind um, of the direction can... I was thinking, but it would be yeah. like, there's they're 100% probably going to be reprinting Thrasios in there. And oh, yeah. The Thrasios has of... gotten to... I'd really to... hope so. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten like to $60
0: in. a card. He's ridiculous. Uh, it's crazy. I have one. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, <laughs> you, got, you got one in, uh, in your Commander Commander deck, featured on it's... Commander Versus. Oh, it was featured on Commander Versus, and that's a point that I'm gonna try to bring up every episode. Um, we will. I think we <laughs> can find claim a way. To fame. <laughs> I feel like we can find a way now. So Drew, so, let's go with yeah. Well, no, no, you were doing you are doing it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll let you do it because it'll make it flow better. Now, Drew. Yes. So basically, what you're saying is that that partner, while is ultimately good, aside from one glaring hiccup, one I, I would honestly say like. If, you know, if there's 15, then, you know, 14 not being busted and one that makes the other ones busted. That's a better hit rate than Companion.
0: That's a pretty good hit
1: rate. Yeah, Companion's um, 7 out of 10. (laughs) But they are very open, and so sometimes you feel like the deck might lose some identity there because they are just sort of plug-in for whatever colors you might... It's why they're so good, like, in CEDH level, because it's just plug and play get yeah. your colors get and then the, run all, all your, your good colors. stuff afterwards exactly so exactly so that will lead you to your next point of partner with so um i think a
0: thing i want to hit on so partner with was kind of their second whack at the partner mechanic um what i want to kind of hit on as the thing that i think ties these two and what i'm eventually going to use to kind of tie to companion All of these mechanics that I'm talking about, and this is partner, partner with, and companion, they allow you to kind of mess with the commander part of the game. And now, what do I mean by that? So previously and i mean currently part of the commander format is you pick a legendary creature and that creature serves as your commander um i think part of this part of this conversation also implies or also pulls into the planeswalkers that have been printed that specifically let you run them as commander these are cards and these are mechanics that let you kind of mess with the commander part of the game in a way Partner in its current state, not only lets you get four colors, but technically that on its own is not messing with it because in that same instance they printed four color commanders, so you can do that without them. But they allow you to have two creatures with kind of different effects in the zone, and so like a single card that had Thrasios Triton Hero and Timna the Weaver's abilities on a single card would be buck wild to see like a card that had this four mana scry ability and combat damage, you gain life, pay life and draw cards and all that kind of stuff on a single card would at this point be insane to see and it would just be on a Simic card.
1: But Uh, yeah, I would not be that surprised to see it. (laughs) Yeah, it would just be it would just be a green blue card and that's it. And I agree, it would be insane to see, but I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. I would be surprised about it having colors on it besides green and blue. Now It's like in those movies when somebody knows that they're hallucinating. Yeah. yeah, Oh clearly I've lost my mind. (laughs) But they just really undercut it. That's about how I would feel if they released a Simic Commander. With, um, <laughs> it's, with all they look, of those abilities they, on one they, card
0: They look out and they say That man's a hundred feet tall Wielding an axe made of balloons And also he costs one green and a blue Has a double <laughs> mana ability As a static buff And then an infinite mana sink on him So mm-hmm. but that's kind of what they all allow you to do And so that segues us into into Partner with Partner with in that same vein Instead of um, it doesn't let you God this cat's so loud one second, I'm going to open a door and stare at
1: a cat, audience. I'm going to keep this part in so you hear them meowing. Oh, no, I hear it. I definitely hear it. Can you not get a... oh uh, well, there it goes.
0: <laughs> and we're back. Um, hello. Hello. Partner With got introduced with the Battle Bond set um, to kind of go over the history of It um and it was introduced there because of battlebond's overlap with commander in that they're both <sighs> I kept clawing at the door now multiplayer focused formats battlebond <laughs> being two-headed giant commander being commander so partner with um i'll use the example from um let's grab let's grab the ones that i run as partners peer imaginative rascal and Toothy imaginary friend. Peer, imaginative rascal, is two and a green for a one-one human who has partner with Toothy imaginary friend, which is when this creature enters the battlefield, target player may put Toothy into their hand from their library and then shuffle. In the two-headed giant format that was Battle Bond Limited, this allowed your other teammate to have Toothy in their deck, and then if one of you played one of them, you could tutor out the other, and it kind of helped show the the collaboration of the two players. In Commander, it works just like Partner, but they are limited into they can partner with one specific other card. So you, I can't run Peer, Imaginative Rascal, and bruce tarl bruce tarl boorish herder or account i have chaos i can only run pierre with his one-to-one partner um and then toothy oh wait no and then pierre the other ability on Pier is that if one or more counters will be put on a permanent your team controls put that many plus one of each of those counters are put on it instead and then toothy is three and a blue for a one-one illusion same ability partner with Pier they someone on your team can go Tutor or peer out of their deck and whenever you draw a card put a counter on toothy when toothy leaves the battlefield put a one put a draw a card for each counter on it so those cards are obviously like those are pretty strong i think peer and toothy i have a peer and toothy deck i think they are one of the stronger um that we've seen so far um but that's definitely it. Is a kind of what I would call a ringed in partner. It's you can all you can test a lot more easily for how busted a partner with pair of cards is going to be because you know how they're going to be combined. So you can kind of go, are these two abilities in concert? How strong? How broken? Quote unquote is this. Um, also, this this ability um, it also expands on partner in that it has. Uh, it has use it has use and it has relevance in non-commander formats if they were to have a standard legal set that had partner with that would enable you as a player to play a creature or play anything that had the ability on it that then tutored for another one to one card in your deck a lot of the planeswalker decks that they used to print kind of come that have that as well where some there'd always be like a signature card that let you go tutor for oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. deck walker so they they're also in addition to that they Aren't having to spend this design time on a mechanic that is only useful in a single format. Partner with is expansive and kind of in those other ways. Now then, what are kind of the pros and cons there? I mean, I think the pro with Partner with, um, as at least pertains to Commander, is again like I've said, it's a lot easier to design. It's a lot easier to actually come up with cards because the testing portion of that is not as intense. You're not having to exponentially test more and more of them. You just test them with the other proposed partner card, and then you're done. And as kind of this variance on the commander, I feel like partner with cards are kind of just ways for you to split a card's suite of abilities onto two split-up cards. So, for example, like Tyrannos... I've already found that. Tyrannos and Tiro of Miletus we mentioned earlier those are literally two characters who are partners but they're on one card it would be pretty simple (laughs) it'd be pretty simple to actually have uh chosen of kaidel or whatever and Tiro, greek god uh as partner with and they each have like two of those abilities and so what i i personally view partner with commanders as kind of really one that like one card's worth of ability or one card split across two so that the abilities aren't just a big block of paragraph text. And so they're enabled to kind of make more complex cards, but make them more palatable by splitting their effects across two in a way yeah, that they, you can
1: kind of still easily get to them. They got to save all of the big piles of text for, for the semicards. New- cards.
0: For the, three drops <laughs> for the three drop the cards. For the three drop simic cards. Um and so that's kinda it'll it enables the game to it does a thing that's good for the entire game as it grows, and that it enables you to make It enables you to allow for the game getting more complex without making individual cards like impossible to understand and play because you can just split up this interaction across the partners you do. I don't think that's necessarily perfect. I don't even think that's the best case for it, but it's kind of a thing that I have noticed with the partners because it's given that they only partner with one another. A lot of them, it's very rare to see like a standalone toothy commander deck, but You technically could do that, but it's... You see them and it's literally... They are clearly all designed to play into what the other partner does. Now, the cons with partner with are that... I mean, the, the short answer is every partner with deck is the same. Um... Every uh, uh, Akon and Zendersplit um, were very popular out of the gate from Battle Bond. But every Acon and Zendersplit deck, unless you are being, you know, deliberately obtuse with it, those are coin flip decks. Like, you might, or your playgroup might have a homunculus tribal Akon and split deck. But people who are building those decks in any kind of focus capacity are building them as coin flip tribal. They're running the same cards. And so they are kind of, they are a lot more similar to... Single card commanders, I would argue, than they are, like, the first iteration of partner where there's, like, high variance between any given deck.
1: I'd even argue for, um, that, like, a lot of the partners withs are probably even more so streamlined than just a single card commander. hmm Like, I feel like, uh, you know, like, uh, what would you call it? A Grinzo Havoc Warden. yeah. Like I feel like that guy could go mm-hmm. multiple directions, but I feel like Ocon and Zender Split, those two guys, that's one that's a deck. That's, that deck yeah. is the same. There will be very few differences in those decks.
0: Yeah, and I mean and it's part of that is to show the bond with the characters. Like it's from a from a Vorthosy kind of, you know, flavor perspective, to have the players read these as oh, these two creatures these two cards are very clearly connected and bonded to one another they need to have that overlap for that to feel for that to kind of come across but it that narrows the deck and it's you don't get the pros of partner one with partner with you don't. you just don't get the same kind of benefit there where you can kind of build your own like i built peer and toothy i feel like i have one of the more unique peer and toothy builds i'll have the deck list in the description of the episode here but it's um I built it based on other imaginary creatures. But, I mean, even then, if I'm looking at the deck list, I'm also running a lot of just kind of Simic 1-1 one, one counter good stuff cards in there. And a lot of peer and Toothy decks are running 1-1 one, one counter or counter-based Simic good stuff cards on the 99. So you have this negative to partner with as it doesn't make any given commander that they put out more variant or more expressive like it's we have a coin flip commander now but i mean if you wanted all the coin flip cards before zinder split account came out you could just build like an is it deck and that's all that people are building with these two cards i agree <laughs> <laughs> The so all of that is just bedrock to say that well, how does companion fit in to this space so Partner and Partner With both let you kind of mess with the... They let you deviate from the commander selection part of the game by, at a minimum, having two cards in the command zone. So you're able to split up having... Instead of just having the one card and building around a one card suite of mechanics. Or, you know, building a five-color good stuff deck and throwing a tog-a-tog a tog on top. Like, you're able to kind of mess with that a bit. And now Companion does... Kind of the same thing. And I think the clearest point I can put on as kind of how I look at it is companion cards read in commander to me as partners with legends. So a companion can kind of have a partner with like ability with any legendary creature in commander. So what do we mean by that? So it's um, companions are already kind of built to exist outside of the game, just like your commanders do. Just like if you have partner commanders, just like they do as well. A con- a given companion, as long as you follow its deck building restriction, can in theory partner with any creature, any legendary creature that also meets its design criteria. So in like Obosh, for example, Obosh the Pre piercer is three, and then Hybrid Ractos Ractos for I think it's a hellion nightmare
1: not positive obosh but obosh is a i i do believe obosh is a hellion nightmare so it, it requires it really should that all, be if it's all not all of yet. your
0: yeah it requires that all of your spells in your deck are of an odd converted mana cost now as long as you find a rakdos or a commander that contains red and black and is an odd cmc obosh can functionally partner outside the game with that commander. And so it enables you to kind of... It, it is, I think, not quite as... Expan- Actually, I would argue on a numbers level, that's more expansive than partner. Any given partner creature can partner with at maximum 14 other cards. I think Obosh, as a single example, can partner with more than 14. Gyruda, I think, can partner with more than 14. So I feel like some of them are more restrictive than others, but I feel like on a math level companion if you view it similar if you view companion like i do as having partners with a legendary creature they mathematically have a higher degree of options than any two given partner commanders give you now what they don't give you that partners do is they don't expand your color options and i think that's actually a key thing as to why i like them as a partner like mechanics so much so a lot of the partners a lot of the partners kind of get broken or they get overly powerful just because it's they are only additive it's any two partners you select only let you do more with a deck and part of the commander format uh, from deck construction to the way things work out is the restrictions that are placed on you as a player you pick your commander, that commander limits your color identity, you can't have duplicates, you can't have more or less than 100 cards. There's a lot of restrictions in the format, so I feel like as, a, as an initial thing, really as a second point, Companion plays into that restrictive element. They serve as kind of opt-in additional
1: restrictions. Now I um, I just yeah. looked through the five color cards five color commander options by themselves and Obosh is legal to use in I think it was um uh <laughs> I forgot the number, but it was most. Most of the five <laughs> color commanders you can have Obosh you can just toss as, as, as a companion. I want to yeah. say it was nineteen, might have been fourteen. I lost track because I went to Grixis and just saw how many more, <laughs> more places you could just have Obosh. You can just toss in there. them in. I'm trying to yeah. do the math of figuring out how many things can Obosh really partner with.
0: Yeah, and and I'll say like it's not as it's not as though these are just like auto includes if you wanted them. It's like Obosh only having odd CMCs is a real restriction to a deck. You are really limiting yourself in it. But as if you are a player like myself, I really enjoy just the process of deck building. I really like that part of the game. Um, that's, That's adding more stuff to it. Whereas like my experience with building just generic partners was, oh, these partners fit my colors. Yeah, sure. And just kind of toss them on top. So I think as my first two things, it's one, I feel like mathematically, they have more options than partner gives you. You're not waiting for... Uh, Any given legendary creature that fits any given companion's color identity is a new possibility for you to build a new deck is essentially kind of it just adds so it has the pro that partner one has where each new new uh, card printed with it has an exponential growth on the amount of options you as a player have. But they are because no given card with the ability adds to any deck it could go in, it just further restricts the deck that it goes in. You don't have as much of the concern of it being busted. There's an example already, you know, obviously with Lutri, just it's, but Lutri. Lutri is just... It's its kind of the... I think the exception that proves the rule there. Where Lutri doesn't give any restrictions to the decks it goes in, but that is the exact reason it was banned. Because it just kind of slots into a deck with no other considerations. Every other companion's got a pretty... That has some level of restriction to it. That is a... It's something you at least have to kind of think through when choosing to include them. Um, and... And again, yeah, it's like I said, it's with any given Legendary. You're always getting more options with Companions. Definitely if they continue to print Companion into the future, they kind of immediately when they're printed, work with any previous Legendary, work potentially with other Companions. That, I think, is going to be really fun if we end up seeing that. Is you run a Companion as the Commander and a Companion as a Companion. But then it's kind of like my, my third point is what do Companions do two existing decks that they are added to so um this is another deck list i'll include this in the description but this is one that i have recently built around zakama primal calamity now zakama is a pretty powerful deck prior to companions existing um zakama is a uh just for the people who are listening to this and their hands are both on fire. So they can't actually like, type and look up cards. Zekama Primal Calamity <laughs> is um, six, uh, six generic red, white, and green for a nine, nine elder dinosaur with vigilance, reach and trample. When Zakama Primal Calamity enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap all lands you control. And then it has three abilities for two and a red. It deals three damage to a creature for two and a green. It destroys an artifact or an enchantment. And for two and a white, you gain three life. Now, that deck is very strong on its own. That deck, the typical play pattern with a Zakama deck is you're expecting them to cast and bounce Zakama an infinite number of times. And then use a infinite amount of all their mana to kind of combo off. It's usually in some kind of storm type shell that you see this deck. But what if we kind of hone that in a bit? So the deck list that I have in the description is a deck I built that is around Zakama and the previously mentioned card Zerda the Dawn Waker. Zerda's requirement because i don't believe we mentioned it before is that uh companion requirement is that each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability now in a given zakama deck you're able to that cat is back (laughs) (laughs) indeed oh that shut it up that's wild so hey good job man you're able to run kind of any powerful creatures that have, you know, any ability that's relevant. You're just kind of focused on the power that you get with Zakama. If you want to run Zerda, Zerda's added benefit to that deck is it uh, abilities you activate that are not mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana to cost less than one mana. And for one mana and tapping it, target creature can't block this turn. So that mana reduction on activated abilities is not nothing. Reducing them by two is very strong. Taking the cost of an activation from three to one is already, um, it enables a couple of infinite combos. So that there's a lot of potential for power there. But at the same time, every permanent needing to have an activated ability is a, is a consideration you have to kind of comb through. My experience of building this deck was when I decided I wanted to do it, um i was able to actually build the deck pretty quickly um because it's my options were so narrow that it's i was able to kind of really find the things i wanted to just meet my requirement and play in the way that i wanted to pretty quickly and the other side of that is you kind of get this feel for you get this partner with like feel of what my deck is going to be doing. So in a similar way that if I were to flip over an a and Zender split, you know what my deck's gonna be. You go, oh, this is going to be a deck that is coin flipping, yada, yada, yada. If I flip a Zakama and a Zerda, you haven't seen this deck a lot just because Zerda is so new, but you have a better idea of what you're gonna be seeing across the table. You see those two and you go, oh, this is going to be an activated abilities type deck. It, it implies a bit more about it, and it makes this deck stand out
1: from other decks that you're going to run into. And I think another reason why I'm pretty on board mm. with with Companion in this way mm-hmm. is um, there's always this idea of perceived threat. Like, yeah. there are some times when you'll just flip over, you know, you'll flip over a card, and... You try to make the argument, you know, and attract. You know that a, argument people do uh, when they when they flip over something like you know Urza, and yeah. they're just like, oh, but this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't one of those. This Urza isn't. Decks. Yeah, this, this isn't, isn't one of those Emery decks. This yeah. isn't. This isn't one of those broken Kenan decks. This yeah. one is. This one's different, y'all. You won't even <laughs> believe it. And if anytime somebody says that to me, I say you are a liar and you've made a fool of me. And I yes. know that, and I refuse to accept it. Um, yeah. But you you flip over like Zakama, mm-hmm. and you flip over like a Kahira, the orphan guard, or a yes. Zerda. Well, now I'm intrigued because mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, if you get out Zakama and you get out Zerda, mm-hmm. all of Zakama's various activated abilities will cost one mana of their color. And yeah. yes, that is powerful and can. And, you know, looking at it, you're like, okay, so this card and this card means that's a problem. Yeah. But then you also think about, but every other thing in the deck that is a permanent Mm -hmm. is also going to be moving on tap speed. So if you don't have a haste enabler, you're like, okay, that's not that bad. Yeah. You 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 see the thing that makes you actually go, you know what? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: You're able to kind of square up and kind of... You're able to kind of pinpoint what my deck's going to be across the table. Even if we've never met, you haven't looked at my deck list or anything like that. Or I'll say what I think is like a stronger example. I haven't built this deck, but if you were to play a Trax, Praetor's Voice, undoubtedly one of the strongest commanders in the format. Um, I will not even look this one up just because I know what it is. It is white, green, black, and blue for a 4-4 Angel Horror. It has Flying, Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink. And at the end of each of your turns, you get to proliferate. That deck is ridiculous. ridiculously powerful even if built on like a moderate budget but if you flip over an attract if you flip over an atraxa in a normal pod people go oh damn and you try to go wait this one is about spore counters and it's sapperling tribal and you go well i'll believe that in game two right now i'm gonna focus <laughs> your deck all the way down but if you were to flip over an atraxa and flip over a garuda that we mentioned at the top of the show you go this is an atraxa deck that's running all even CMZ cards That deck can still be Atraxa Super Friends, the most powerful version of the deck. But adding that extra wrinkle means that, okay, you're not running Soul Ring, you're not running all the one-drop artifacts, you're not running the one-drop removal. Even if your deck is, at the end of the game, still oppressive, still winning through the same things that a standard Atraxa deck is, as a player, I'm actually more interested in seeing that. Because I know that you, to build it, you had to kind of get creative. Whenever you deny yourself access to, in Garuda as an example, in that case, you denied yourself access to every odd CMC card. That's not nothing. That's half of the cards that you don't get to play in this deck. So even again, even when I'm being you know beaten by a very strong commander in its strongest form or second strongest or whatever, I'm more willing to kind of go into that because you know like it's. I, as a player, do not enjoy stacks. I have tried building stacks decks. I have played against stacks decks. It's not a thing that speaks to me as a player. I am more willing to kind of, you know, tolerate it in a lot of pods uh, depending on the deck I'm playing against. In an Atraxa Stacks proliferate Planeswalker build with Garuda as its companion, if I at least know that you had to do something creative instead of just, you know, going to EDH wreck. Uh, EDH rec, finding all of the most played cards and just net decking it i know that you had to really kind of do something for it i'm more willing to you know enjoy your deck with you even if it's beating my brains
1: out the whole time they still get Astral Cornucopia and Ever-Flowing Chalice. So. They
0: do still get those two very key cards. So again, it's not that <laughs> one. Ultimately, this episode is just to X say X3 times is zero still. <laughs> Everybody just
1: build a Traxa Garuda and we're all going to have a fun time. I'll tell but you the, what. You yeah. you approach my table with a Traxa Umori. I'm, <laughs> I'm invested. That, that's why one where yeah. I'm, I'm down it's, for that. I'll, say, you and I, I'll yeah. sit across from that and I'll say, you know what? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Well,
0: and, and the other thing I'll point out. So like in the example that I have built with Zakama Zerda, those are two cards that are just... Z- Zerda is just further empowering what Zakama does. If I have built the deck right, it's just making Zakama play better, you could say. But here's kind of the balancing act there. Even in that case where you go like, oh, Zerda just means that you're running card, You're just building this one strategy better because you have access to this other card. Different from partner and different from partner with. If you have two partners that have either partner or partner with together, your removal of those cards is at best temporary, which means there's no real... There's really... Like, you can slow a deck with partners down from having its two partners really synergize and really buff each other up, but you can never really stop that from happening. Uh, Like, you just you just can't because they're always going to be able to go. That goes back to my command zone. I recast it with a companion. If you were to have a commander and companion pair that got really oppressive, um, there hasn't, you know, been a lot of experimentation in the space. So we don't like have an example to point to, but let's just say for the sake of argument that Zerta Zakama is that pair. Every time you see a Zerta Zakama deck, your eyes groan. you flip the table and you just settle in for just a bad game. that You're going to hate In those examples, if you go like, oh, Zerda just empowers Zakama too much, let Zakama do all this broken stuff. In that game, if you get rid of Zerda, Zerda is gone. Which means that my deck is now in a position where I had to accommodate this self-imposed restriction. I had to build my deck in such a way. But if in the game, if your threat assessment is on point and you're able and I get out of control... If you're able to answer one of the key pieces that's that's letting me get that out of control, it just is answered in a way that
1: anything that goes back to the command zone can't be. And I and do so, like that yeah. a lot as well because I yeah. do like kind of the you know me. The risk I like reward. To, I like to play all index a lot yeah. of the time. I don't. I don't run too many. <laughs> I you know I like my cantrips I like my fast yes. mana I want to mm. get my dumb thing out and I want to do my dumb thing unless my mm. dumb thing is a long term annoyance in which case then bringing stuff back from the dead is what I want to do absolutely but I love all in strategies so yeah. if I see someone sitting across from me with a companion I know like especially if it's going. like Zakama and Zerda like, yeah Zerda is very important for what that deck wants to do very and I'm like, much you know so. what let's do that that looks yeah. fun and a karuga i know that they're going real hard on the nothing cost less than three
0: yes so absolutely go, okay
1: here we go this here is we good
0: go. oh yeah and, that, and that's and that i feel is like it's a self-correcting element to how companion interacts with commander because it's we already have you know an actual we already have an eighth card in the command zone in commander if you want to look at it that way But it self-corrects against any given companion uh, because it's, again, companions to bring it full circle to the start of the show. Companion has kind of been shown in a lot of other formats to just be ridiculously powerful and kind of format warping around it. But in Commander, because this format is accustomed to, your Urza deck is really bad because even if I get rid of Urza for now, Urza just comes back next turn and I have to deal with it again and again and again companion it uh, it brings with it this new element this really fun new piece that you can play with as a deck builder as a commander player but if it is too oppressive in a given game if your opponents are just running removal which they should be then they can just hard answer it and then continue with the game it's not a thing that uh, unless you know we get a companion that has like a uh, a squee ability that lets it be cast from anywhere or something like that but yeah like currently it's even if they print more companions into the future even if there happens to be some really oppressive combo like Timnathrasios is and cedh they don't have that downside of being impossible to permanently answer at a table if you sword zerta which is one white to get rid of it zerta is hard gone for the rest of my game (laughs) Which means I have to just really kind of pivot, which is interesting for me to play because, you know, it's as commander. I like having to answer other people answering my cards. That's fun for me. Um, And it means that if I was really oppressive to the table, as long as you're running things that answer my threats, you can do something about it. You don't just have to sit and idly wait while I just kind of take 47 turns to win. So it's a version of the partner-like thing that lets you again, it lets you have, as a player kind of flex out and spread out what the commander can be over two cards, two cards that are different flavors, you're open to kind of any legendary as long as you're meeting the other requirements, etc. But, I at least currently, I don't see Companion being a thing where if I see one across the table I'm feeling worse about it than anything else i feel like all of the combinations that i have been able to think of i think i am at the very least and and this is part of it is because they're new but i'm excited to see what that deck is going to do a lot of that's because they're new but it's in the worst case if it's what it's going to do is something that's really mean and i hate it it's better than it being another commander it's better than it being a partner like ability because i know that i can hard remove it mid-game
1: Think of it this way. This is the example I like to think of. Because mm-hmm. I... I, You know how we used to build decks. We used to build character decks where the yes. idea was that the deck was a guy or a girl that did not exist, but this is yeah. how they would have been had they been real. Real yes. messed up stuff we used to do. But um, mm-hmm. So I like to... You know, I've always played Magic as kind of a story. I like yeah. the events that take place during it. It's about the journey, not necessarily the ending the, for me. Yeah. And so if I'm sitting across a table and I'm looking at everybody's commanders, I like to view it as this is everybody's story. Mm-hmm. And if somebody has a companion, it's just like, oh, and this guy is letting me read the back of his book. Oh yeah. I see I see <laughs> what you're saying there. It's yeah, like this they, is everybody's story. This is their book. But this guy's letting me read like one of the reviews that yeah, New gonna, York like, Times a blurb did. of it. Mm. It's just like, wow, the odd converted mana costs were crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. And so you kind of are entering in.
0: It's I, as a player with a companion deck, even if, again, if I'm building a really (coughs) oppressive, annoying, awful version of a deck, I'm having to give the pod a little bit more info about my deck by my choice of companion. I have to let you know a little bit more about what I'm doing to also get that power. So I had to make the deck concession. I have to give up some info, but I get that ability. And I feel like that is a really good space for expanding what I personally as a player, i want i would prefer going forward i would like to see more companions more so than i would like to see more partners more partner withs, more planeswalkers as commanders because i really like what they do to the format more than i like
1: those other options personally i would and i think i well i'm not gonna you know what i will say i speak for most of the magic Gathering, the Gathering community. <laughs> why not i don't know um, but Who's I gonna will stop say you? that Most if of the they are going to do companion again, which they've already mm-hmm. said it's very difficult to just make the cards to just, just do. In general, mm-hmm. they will not do it in a standard legal set again. They will yeah. do it in a. They'll do it in a <laughs> draft set, a supplemental yep. set, which is mm-hmm. actually where I would prefer to see it because also, drafting yeah. drafting Icoria, incredibly fun. Yes. Just so Tons. just to reiterate. And so using all yeah. this stuff it's a it's a blast. And I think, you know, because because it is true. Ma- the Wizards has managed to do something very weird where they said we mm-hmm. wanted to bring the joy of commander to <laughs> standard. But what mm-hmm. they instead did was they took out because you know you can play play sets of things in yep. standard. So they instead mm-hmm. just got rid of some of the um the uh <laughs> they 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 messed up the probabilities because yep. there was always an 8th card in your hand mm-hmm. And that 8th card was always going to do the one thing yep. And so it just makes that <laughs> really difficult And it only got worse as you went back But in a 100 card singleton deck Yes it, do- it doesn't matter to me how tuned you make it I would be surprised If you could make like a level 10 CEDH yeah. deck That has a companion Companion... Yeah will always mean that there's some kind of power down here. But yep. like even if you get all the best even converted mana cost cards, yeah. that just means you don't have any of the best odd converted mana cost cards. You don't have, and everybody else's deck will have both. They'll be able to have them. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, what I kind of want to... as I, I think you... Uh, I want to kind of build on your point earlier. What I would actually love to see is I would love to see partners with hit standard formats and companion hit supplemental. Currently we've only got partners with in supplemental formats. We've gotten it in the commander 20 product and we've gotten it in battle bond. I really like partners with in standard and constructed formats because it's, you have to draw the card like anything else you play it. It tutors just like tutors that already exist. And so it's not as kind of like format warping because it just tutors for a single other half to a card. But like you said, it's companion is super fun and limited and it allows it to still hit commander. And I think it's, I think companion, even though it's designed to bring commander to standard formats and to tournament magic, I feel like companion is best in limited and it's best in commander. I feel like that's where it has the least kind of feel bads as, as a card mechanic in formats. It's the least format warping there. And, like, we've been, like, I've been arguing kind of this episode, I really like it hitting, like, I like the mechanic, given that I do only play limited and I only play commander, but I really like it, I want to see more of it, and I feel like it'd be better off for all, like, the magic community as a whole, if you just take, if you want to do a campaign, you want to bring a little bit of commander in, you just put partners with into standard and you put companion back into supplemental in its place you just swap where those two get revealed and i feel like that's the
1: best case overall all right well tell us what you think about companion in commander have any of you guys built a commander deck that takes advantage of companion i know that Mm -hmm. drew has one on the way Mm -hmm. Uh, throughout this episode i was thinking about krom ludovic's opus vile smasher the fierce obosh just so Ooh. I can start with a 10 card hand. <laughs> I think that sounds sick. That's and so I want cause you know what else you can throw in there? Nekusar. And I Ooh. love <laughs> Nekusar. So um, yes,
0: yeah, so, yeah, so to the audience, um, if if you have built a if you have built a companion deck, what has been your experience with it? If not, we would urge you to try and then kind of come back with what has your experience been? either during the building process, having played it. Um, And then what do you think about kind of my argument with with companion being the most fixed version of partner? Um, Do you agree? Do you disagree? Why? Kind of throw all of that into the comments. And we we
1: will say just in regards to, as the whole episode was, to Commander specifically. We know that companion is worse than everything else. We know that talk an, about it, that. it has a 20
0: percent failure rate in every other format <laughs> to of ten are banned so but yeah um other than that um the loop has been demonstrated um
1: i moved to instep step and concede um i have been true <laughs> <laughs> and i am currently daniel thank you all for listening and uh have fun playing your game indeed and scoop it up